DJ has the ability to like really strike your a sense of nostalgia. I see it all too often when I'm playing for a party and I play something that was around when people were in sixth grade or in elementary school that people are like, oh my God, I haven't heard that in years. That's what being in junior Louis Milne, or as he's more commonly known, DJ Lululemon, said when I asked him how DJing differs from other types of music performance. According to him, engaging with people's childhood memories is much easier with DJing compared to carefully planned band performances. From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Noor Takotka, and this is Sound Source, a podcast tuning into music on and around campus. In this episode, I talked to two DJs, DJ Lululemon and DJ Lou, to get a glimpse into what it takes to be a DJ. I decided to produce this episode out of my own interest in becoming a DJ, but I came into it with some preconceived notions. I always thought DJing was a very close niche that required a highly specialized skill set, but maybe that's not as true as I thought it was. DJ Lou, or Weinberg Jr., Lucy Potishman, told me that, although she had some musical background, she's been playing the violin since she was five, she was able to establish herself as a DJ without knowing much about how a DJ set works. I joined Street Beat, not really knowing anything, not knowing a whole lot about house music even, but I joined and it was a really awesome and welcoming community. I learned everything through them. I started off, I was an apprentice at first, and then I got a time slot on the radio and I was DJing there. Then I started doing parties and other events. Street Beat is a WNUR show that houses and new DJs. I wondered how long it took DJ Lou to build up the expertise she has now. She said with enough practice, she mastered the basics pretty quickly. I joined Street Beat last spring quarter, so like a year-ish ago. I'd say I picked it up pretty quickly, probably because of my musical background. And so it took me probably a quarter to actually get the basics down and then By having my show, I was able to practice a lot over the summer, and then after about six months, I did my first party, and it's probably been about six months since then, and yeah, I guess I'm always trying to practice and improve, and every time I DJ, I feel like I gain experience. While Lou's journey with DJing started as a decision to try something new, DJ Lululemon happened to get into it as a way to overcome boredom during quarantine. I originally began doing DJing because it was just something I picked up during quarantine. I was very bored during the first sort of three months of being stuck at home with my parents. And my birthday was actually the first month of being in isolation with my parents. And so I think that they saw me sort of missing out on the first year of college and decided, you know, maybe we could get him something that he's been interested in for his birthday. And they got me a little mixer, which was really cool. And I just spent hours and hours in my garage mixing. Despite how serendipitous their beginning stories might sound, these both said they continue DJing because of the reactions they get from audiences, as well as their personal connections to the music. I think events are really, really fun. It's honestly my favorite part about DJing. It's just really rewarding to see my actual music being played for a crowd and having the crowd respond to it and getting feedback from others. I asked DJ Lou how she prepares for a show. I've done 
parties, which I'd say is a more casual type of event, either organized by WNUR, Street Beat, or also just friends. And I've also done more organized events. So I played in Polar Vortex. They got to open for Sango, who is a really awesome DJ. And most recently, I played in Battle of the Artists. Definitely a different type of event that I'm used to. Preparing is usually a matter of finding lots of songs that I would like to play at the event. So it's a matter of thinking about the event and trying to picture it and thinking about what music I want to really create the atmosphere of this event. DJ Lululemon said live DJing also requires a touch of performance and character. There's another sense that you need when you DJ, which is like I think a lot of people overlook and that's you need to be selfless. You need to be a selfless person. In a lot of ways, when you get up there, you have to play stuff that people are going to like. and You have to be willing to play stuff that you don't necessarily really enjoy very much, but you know it's going to get the crowd moving. However, DJ Lu did tell me the enjoyment of performing live can come with some discomfort. For me, it was probably, I'd say two things. The first is getting started with building your music library. I spent just hours on the internet researching the history of house music, what the different subgenres sound like, trying to get a feel for my own personal taste. The other tricky thing was the actual technology itself. In the OACR, which is the radio room where I would air my DJ shows out of, you have to put all of your music on a USB and then upload the USB to that whole setup. And I just had a lot of technical difficulties and that can definitely be disheartening right when you're first starting out to literally not be able to get the equipment to play any music. DJ Lou also said these technical difficulties can occur even after you've overcome the first periods of trial and error including during live events. To avoid technical problems, she said she tries to arrive early to troubleshoot because mixers and DJ sets can look very different. DJ Lululemon said performance anxiety can also be a part of DJing. When you DJ, you're the first one up, you know, because it's intimidating when no one's there. The best DJs are the ones who, you know, you can tell that as soon as they start DJing and there's no one there, but it gets the energy of the room moving and one of the hardest parts is like any performing art or performance-based art you have to stand in front of a bunch of people and be vulnerable that's kind of difficult in a different way than my clarinet performance stuff is in addition to acquiring the skills of djing getting gigs on campus is also an important part of establishing yourself as a dj for dj lou it was about taking advantage of the opportunities circulating in the Street Beat community and taking advantage of well-known organizations like a Productions. DJ Lululemon said his personal connections have been important. But I would say a large amount of my connections came from I was doing a lot of radio station stuff. I started on Street Beat the beginning of sophomore year with my mentor, Monty, who was a senior at the time. And I, I spent like at least an hour or two there every single week in the station DJing on good equipment. And also I'm good friends with Moondog, Tyler Felsen. So I was actually his mentor for WNUR last year. And we've just been friends ever since and doing a lot of stuff through that. Before wrapping up our conversation, I had to ask both DJs how they actually mix their songs and operate the mixing set. DJ Lou took me through her process. So there is an app on my computer called Recordbox. It's basically a DJ software. The first thing you have to do 
is upload all of the music you want to DJ with into this software and sort of create a music library. It's really helpful to have categories to help you figure out what you want to play next. This one up here is called Atmospheric slash Deep. I have a folder called Beat Driven Music, Disco and Groovy Stuff. And then she showed me a little of her live mixing. DJ Lululemon explained his process too. Everything is kind of based off of four and 16 bar phrases. You know, cueing and stuff is very much, you just kind of count to four. While the set they were using costs about $250, both DJs said they were able to pay it off with a couple of events a night because they get paid to DJ for a party. I asked both DJs what it means to be successful. What I don't think a lot of people realize is that you don't have to be a main stage DJ to be considered successful in a DJ field. I mean, there's hundreds of DJs in Chicago that are always gigging and playing every night. How well you mix stuff is very dependent on how well you're going to succeed in your career because it's somewhat of a freelance. Now I know that DJing is about more than music mixing skills. It's also about attitude and creating connections with an audience. I'm excited by the idea of creating those connections for myself in the future. From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Luta Kafka. Thanks for listening to another episode of Sound Source. This episode was reported and produced by me. The audio editor of the Daily Northwestern is Lucia Barnum. The digital managing editors are Will Clark and Katrina Fang. And the editor-in-chief is Jacob Fulton. Make sure to subscribe to the Daily Northwestern's podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or SoundCloud to hear more episodes like this. You can find DJ Lou on Instagram at dj.luuu and DJ Lululemon at L-O-U-I-S dot M-I-L-M.